This message is brought to you from Calon Church. We pray that it encourages and inspires you. Hello, how are you? You all look fabulous this morning, I have to say. Thank you for having me. Um, we're going to kick right off with a word, if that's okay. So turn with me to the book of Numbers. It's chapter 6, and it's verse 22 onwards. So this is what it says. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. That's what it says. Now, the book of Numbers is a book of preparation. It's all about the Israelites moving into the promised land. And it begins with preparation and it ends with preparation. It's God preparing physically and spiritually the Israelites to take possession of the land that is rightfully theirs. The land designated to them by God himself. But what happens along the way, of course, is that they start bickering, they start arguing, they start having a go at each other, they start having a go at God. And what happens is that they just start to wonder. They wonder and whinge for loads, loads of time. And what we're doing here today is recognising that at this time, at this moment, that God is preparing us, that God is preparing us physically and spiritually to take possession of what he wants us to take possession of. And it's upon us to avoid the pitfalls that the Israelites fell into, to avoid all the dissension, to avoid all the bickering and the falling out and the infighting and the blaming of God. It's upon us to turn our mind to the blessed relationship we have with God and understand that what he has for us will far outweighs any difficulties we might have with each other. When we're talking about relationships, we need to recognize that we were built for relationship. God created you to have relationship with him. You were made in the image of the most high God to worship and love him, but more than that, to have a living relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. When we have a baby, the first thousand days are key. It's those first thousand days that build healthy and positive attachments within a baby's brain. That only happens if it has an appropriate caregiver. Now, in an ideal situation, that appropriate caregiver would be a parent. It isn't always and can't always be that way. But it doesn't matter because what the evidence shows us is you only need one appropriate caregiver. It's great if you've got more, but you only need one appropriate caregiver. And it's that caregiver that determines through relationship whether that baby develops healthy human bonds and attachments or unhealthy human bonds and attachments. And those attachments have huge ramifications through the years for that individual's future. So when we're talking about a relationship, we're talking about a relationship with the Most High God that is healthy, that is whole, that is complete and entire. What we have isn't a partial relationship or something that can be chipped away by any circumstance. We're talking about a relationship with God that is complete and entire in and of itself because God himself has reached out and desires to have relationship with us. And our response is to trust and obey and to enter in fully to that relationship God has for us. And when we do that, then God commands the blessing. 
We are also set apart within this divine and blessed relationship to be a royal priesthood. Moses commands Aaron to give the blessing. Aaron was Moses' brother, but he was the priest. The line of priests comes from him. And we are called, in 1 Peter, a royal priesthood, set apart for divine purpose by God himself to do what he wants us to do in this world. This is solemn and holy. We don't trifle with a holy God when we talk about blessing. We don't trifle with the Holy God when we talk about what this relationship is, what it means, and what it commands in our life. It is solemn, it is holy, it is divine. It is God reaching down to us and us reaching out to God. And within that, an exchange takes place and the most beautiful relationship is established. So when we talk about the blessing, what we do is it is... Five parts in this particular blessing. We're given five parts, five component parts. And it is the hope that God will, first of all, bless us and keep us. What that means is that the Lord himself showers his favor and protection upon us. And in Psalm 5, 11 to 12, it says, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them sing for joy. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. Our joy is in the knowledge that God keeps and protects us. He doesn't say that he will maybe favor us and or protect us. We have each and every thing that he wants us to have. He blesses us and keeps us. He keeps us by blessing us. And because he blesses us, we are kept. He protects and favors us. We can't have one without the other. So the protection and favor of the Most High God resides upon you as you go about your day-to-day -day life. As you meet out your day, as you do your thing, the Most High God showers his favor and protection upon you. The Most High God desires to bless and keep you. And as priests... What we then do, as we are protected and kept and favoured, we show that to other people. We show them that there is a God in heaven who desires this for them. And we are his priests on earth to see that is done, to oversee the work of God on this earth as his servants, not as his co-workers, not as anybody who could share status with God, but as his servants, as his priests. The second part is that he will make his face to shine upon us. This is the Most High God, a God who desires relationship with us. This is the God who, with Adam, would walk in the cool of the evening to spend time with him. God desires and wants to have fellowship with us. The most joyous thing for God is when we make time for him, to enjoy him, to be with him. He makes his face to shine upon us. We get to share time with God. You are so loved, friend. You are so desired by God. And it is a joy that is based down in the most intimate of relationships, not in something trivial and glib and temporary, but in a permanence that comes from knowing that God is who he says he is. You're his screensaver. You are the photograph in his wallet. You're in his contact list. He loves you. He loves you so much. And if you were the only one on earth, he still would have sent Jesus to die for you. He desires relationship with you. Not just to maybe meet with you once in a while, 
but the deepest of relationships, the most intimate of relationships. He is a trustworthy, good father, and he desires to know you more. The third part is he will be generous, a generous God, a generous and gracious God who showers mercy and compassion upon us. He forgave our sins. He sent Jesus Christ to die for us his only begotten son, so that we could have forgiveness of sins in eternal life. He is so beyond mercy and compassion. He outstrips any other deity. There is no pardoning God like our God. Nobody does it better than our God. He is the one who forgave sins, who catapulted us out of deepest, darkest hell. He is our saviour and Jesus Christ died for us. That is how much you are loved. That is how much I am loved. His graciousness will extend to generation, to generation, to generation because he loves us. We are called by his name. He adores us and he is gracious to us, even though we don't really deserve it. I know I don't deserve it. I definitely don't deserve it. But he is so gracious. He showers me with his mercy and compassion anyway. Number four is that he turns his face towards us. He gives us approval. He identifies with us. He doesn't just say, you know what? We can have this relationship and I'm God and you're you. He looks at us. He makes eye contact with us. You know that when you're in love with someone and you just want to be around them all the time. You just want to look at them. That's how God feels about us. He turns his face towards us. He looks at us. He looks at us and he knows us. He looks at you and knows you. It doesn't matter what we've done. He knows it anyway. He knows how many hairs we have on our heads. He could count our eyelashes. He knows. He knows. I am known as I am known. I don't have to strive. I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not. I don't have to wait for your validation and affirmation on what you think of this word, you know what? Because I know God loves me. I know that I am committed to being a diligent servant. So any glory I get is nothing. It's nothing compared to the glory I just want to reflect straight back at him. He is everything and he turns his face towards us. He is kind, church. He is a kind father. And the final one, the fifth one, is that he gives us peace. A peace that surpasses everything. A peace that isn't some just absence of noise. It is a permanent feeling, a permanent sense rooted within the depths of love that the Father has for us. That even whatever circumstances become, whatever life throws at us, we can rest and know in the stillness of the peace that we have in him that we are cared for and loved, never forsaken, never forgotten, always loved, always cherished. It's his peace that brings that to us. And God promises to bless us with that. So within all of this, what can we say? You know, God blesses us to be a blessing. The relationship he desires to have with us is entirely reciprocal. So as he blesses us, we bless other people. As we are blessed, so we bless. And that isn't something that we do out of a sense of, well, responsibility or duty. It is an overflowing of the love and goodness of God in our lives to other people. We don't do it because we must. We do it because we can't. 
We can't contain the blessing that God has in our lives. We shower it abroad in other people's lives. Why would we withhold from other people what God has so freely given to us? Why would we say, no, not for you, when I just want to get soaking wet in the love of God in my life? So my prayer for you as we close is that you would recognise that you have God as your most reliable and appropriate caregiver. And because of that, we are able, equipped, called and empowered to be the most appropriate caregiver to other people. So I want to say in closing, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you and turn his face to you. And I pray with all my heart that you would know his peace. Amen. This message was brought to you from Calon Church. If you want to know more, please check us out online at calon.church.